Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed for the people of Fathom Church to be resourced to go deeper with God. I'm Kyle Knight, I'm the Youth and Digital Minister here at Fathom. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are. Uh, today we are joined by pastor at Foothills Church, seminary professor, and a good friend here at Fathom and of Chris Martin, um, Ryan Tafalowski. Ryan, thank you for being here. Hey guys, really glad to be here. Of all your accolades, is being my friend the best one? Yeah, we should probably list that first next time, Kyle. Make a first, note of that. I'll work on a, I will on make a, a note. business card for you that says <laughs> Chris's friend slash doctor. Yeah, people don't know who I am until I say that, and then it clicks. <laughs> it's true. So. Past roommate, bunk bed sharer. Yeah, definitely I just true. learned today, which is a little weird, but that's okay. Um, so today we've got Ryan and Pastor Chris with us today, obviously. Um we're going to be talking about a, a big topic and one that um, is is definitely big for us here at Fathom because it's coming up pretty soon, which is child dedications. Um, we've got child dedications here on Mother's Day, uh, so we're really looking forward to that and excited about that. But we wanted to get Ryan in here just to talk about what are child dedications? What is it? What does it look like? biblically, historically, um, those kind of sorts of things. And so of course we wanted, um, Ryan in here to, to talk more about these things, but, um, so let's, let's talk child dedications. Um, so Ryan, maybe can we start historically? What is, what does that look like? Where did the, this come from this kind of term, this sort of act of, of child dedications? Yeah. Uh, good question. It depends on what you mean by the history. I mean, there are some biblical roots to this practice that I think probably we'll talk about in greater depth. Historically, what's sort of interesting is that infant dedications are not a feature of every Christian tradition. So this is a unique practice to a certain tradition of Protestantism. Uh, so the the good folks here at Fathom would be in this tradition. My home church, my world too churches that descend from the Baptists of the 17th and 18th century. And basically, these folks decided that they they didn't think that baptizing infants is warranted scripturally. When you read the New Testament accounts, there's no explicit indication and certainly no commandment to baptize infants. So, um, But the practice grew out of a recognition that there still seems to be some importance to a, a communal and public act in which we consecrate our children to God. Now, of course, this does not convey or communicate grace in the way that it do, does in other Christian traditions, but it's a way of acknowledging to God that we recognize our children are gifts from him and we set them apart for God's purposes. Um, so it's analogous to ch child baptism, but actually different in some really important ways. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know, Chris, what you would what you would add to that. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be able to speak to the historicity of it. Um, I do think, yeah, I would agree that it's, that I see shadows of it in the scriptures. Mm -hmm. I mean, at mm -hmm. least, at least in theory and practice, there are, um, there are moments where it seems that, uh, families, I, and we, we talked a little bit before this, uh, you know, is it, is it like child, uh, uh, like, um, circumcision of child of children. So even Jesus was circumcised on the eighth day. So there's this, there's this, um, marker as it were 
uh, for a child and God and a community and the parents uh, that was formal and that was uh, religious in the very best sense of that word mm. um, that 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 predates even even infant baptism in say the Roman Catholic expression mm. uh, or uh, um, um, even a Protestant expression of infant baptism but um but a lot of our people and i mean and i'm not one of them but uh a lot of our people at fathom and i imagine at foothills specifically are raised coming from baptistic traditions where uh child dedication infant dedication was um was uh was practiced and i I just wanted I, i want to um to to kind of pose that it is not entirely just a replacement of infant baptism mm. as in well you know we've always you know we all kind of kind of stemming from catholicism if we rewind our history far mm. enough and so well we're not going to baptize infants so we may as well do something yeah i that's that mm. that might in part be true but there's i think reasonable historical theological and even practical pastoral ecclesiological church reasons for mm. um for infant dedication, child dedication, uh, or as I said, again, before recording, um, maybe even calling it like child and parent dedication, because it's parents who are dedicating not only their selves, but their children to some sort of, um, some sort of practice, some sort of, uh, even, even like, um, pedagogy or, or Mm. curriculum or, or, uh, catechism for, um, the life that they are that they are stewarding while they raise a child. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just spoke in circles, but no, I think the communal aspect is important because uh, Protestant traditions also do not recognize marriage as a sacrament in the same way that it is in Roman Catholic thought or Greek Orthodox thought. But we do still perform marriages as public covenants. And I think there's something similar going on with child dedication because you said the parents are involved, the child is involved, but I think it's also important to remember that the community of faith is actually involved in a dedication. So what's happening is the parents are covenanting to God and to their community Mm -hmm. that they intend to raise this child in the Christian faith. Um, And I think that's partially lost because someone might ask, you know, like, well, why do I dedicate a child before they can even have any idea what's going on. Well, the promise is not actually primarily to the child. It's to God and to the community. Yeah. Um, and the child sort of grows into that identity, realizes the identity as they grow older. Yeah. And I think that's, uh, and we, you know, we, we had Ryan in for the, for the podcast on membership. This is again, another reason why membership is important. Mm-hmm. This is again, why we practice high, higher ecclesiology than a lot of our evangelical counterparts at Fathom and at Foothills. It, mm-hmm. It's because, we really do believe that um, that if you just start bouncing between church to church to church, it's not only going to affect you in your discipleship; it will affect your family, it will affect mm. your children, and how and 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 Ryan is a and my wife both raised in the same church for their entire childhood. It it played a part in their disciple making mm. that they witnessed an entire eighteen years, as it were, with the same church community, mm. walking with the same people. And that commitment that their parents made as they were dedicated, uh, you know, 35, 36, 37 years ago, um, that was lived out in that same community. I mean, that's a beautiful picture mm-hmm. as opposed to, you know, well, you know, I'm at this church and I'll, you know, in six months, I'll probably find something else. Again, it's another it's another compelling argument for for a higher mm-hmm. view of church membership. 
Well, I think that's absolutely right. And there's all kinds of research showing now that we've got a real problem with kids growing up in the church and then ending up leaving the faith when they get to college or after. Um, dedication is one of the ways we can counteract that. And that seems counterintuitive because, you know, you dedicate an infant. What difference does that make when they become a college freshman? But the idea here is that you covenant with other people in the, in the household of faith who actually help to raise your children in the faith. Mm -hmm. So the responsibility doesn't just fall on the biological mm -hmm. parents. And all this research shows that kids are much more likely to stick in the faith when they have well-formed uh, disciples who are not their parents who are investing in their lives and dedication also does this, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was going to be my next question was like, what is the role of the church mm -hmm in child dedication. So like those listening now who don't have a child to be dedicated here at Fathom, but are still members of Fathom, they attend here. Like what is the responsibility of the church when it comes to yeah. child dedications? Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll start with this one because speaking from the, as a pastor of Fathom, I mean, uh, and if you're, you're here on mother's day and, and you're, you're witnessing the child dedications here, we do have things that the parents respond to, uh, like, I mean, the, I like you likening it to uh, a wedding ceremony. Mm -hmm. There are vows essentially that parents make to their children, but then there are vows that the community makes to those parents. They, we, we promise as a church community to support their marriage. We promise as a church community to uh, help as the village kind of raise their children, uh, serve those families, disciple uh, not just the kids, but the whole unit, the family unit together. Um, and, and it, we do this at a, at a wedding ceremony. If anybody, you know, think is if there's any reason why this should not happen, you know, speak now forever, hold your peace. That is essentially invoking the congregation to be a part of, Hey, is this legit? Like, is this mm -hmm. covenant legit? Mm -hmm. And this is a, this is a lesser covenant than marriage, but it certainly could be, I mean, it is covenantal in some ways, uh, in how we, we practice this. So that's helpful. Yeah. I think it's, it's indicative of what you think the church is for. Um, and what kind of ecclesiology or theology of the church is at work when you do this sort of thing. Because when Paul talks about the church as the household of faith mm -hmm. or the family of God, those are metaphors. But again, they're not just metaphors. I mean, there is a sense in which Paul, well, he will say it. I mean, he will pretty much say, your brother or sister in your church community, that's a relationship that is actually thicker than blood which is hard for us to understand in our context. But so if what's your role watching a child dedication, well, that's your niece <laughs> or your nephew in the faith. And you are to care for them in the same way that you would care for your niece or nephew by blood. Um, and that's the significance of invoking the community when we do these sorts of things. I think that's a really important piece. Mm. It's, it, there's not just two parties to an infant dedication. There's, there's three. Mm -hmm. You're yeah, flipping will, through your Bible over there. No, I, I, <laughs> I mean, Paul will talk about this also uh, when he charges older men mm -hmm. to help disciple and, and oversee and care for younger men and older women and, and, and vice versa. I mm -hmm. mean, there is very much a household metaphor and then explicit instructions for cross pollination from generations in church ministry. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that plays even even further into 
yeah, Paul uses it as a metaphor, but he also, he very much means it as an actual mm. family. I mean, this mm. is, and, and, and we, Jesus, I mean, we're not just talking Paul, mm. Jesus, who are my brothers? Who are my mother? Yeah. Who's my mother? I mean, it, it, very, very much lifting the, the community of faith, uh, to a familial level. Yeah. Um, and so all that to say, man, the church, uh, is absolutely necessarily involved in child dedication. We don't do child dedications in somebody's backyard. Mm. We do mm. it in the church. Uh, I mean, that that would that wouldn't even make sense mm. to dedicate a child outside of the covenant community of faith. Well, and it's one of the ways too that the church manifests itself as an intergenerational reality, which is absolutely critical. We have a tendency, or it's easy to to think about a church community as a community of your peers, but if you're 24, you might think, what do I have to do with this child? Well, mm. dedication actually binds you to this child in a way that's really important. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would just, I think Chris's comments on the household of faith, I think really, really uh, capture it well, why it, why it matters. So I know we briefly kind of talked about this a little bit about parents, but coming from a parent who will have both of his kids dedicated here at Fathom on Mother's Day. I want to ask this question is um, about the parents. For those who might be thinking Christian parents, like, do I have to dedicate my child? And is being a Christian parent, is that sort of a must-do thing? Is that something that we need to be doing? That's my question. <laughs> Um, <laughs> must, must is always a, is this, is this an ought or a, yeah. Yeah. This is where it'd be helpful to have like a white house press secretary to say, we're not taking questions. <laughs> uh, can I, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll put my foot in my mouth and then you can pull it out. Great. <laughs> I'm going to say, no, I'm going to say, no, you don't, you, this is not a must, but I think it's a should. Hmm. I think it's a should. Uh, now, now, Let's, let's again, let's take a step back and say this. All the studies show that the best thing that you can do for your child's faith development is constantly being, be, be working on the development of your own faith. Yeah. You, you, you know, again, to, to talk from, from what Ryan was saying earlier with studies and Barna and all this stuff, the research shows that parents who drop their kids off at church every week uh, and expect that to be the mm -hmm. disciple making part of, of their life, mm -hmm. uh, those are the kids who are walking away from the faith. Um, additionally, um, I tell people all the time, uh, who are looking for a church, don't pick a church based on what your kids like. Um, and now hear me, I want your kids to mm -hmm. like fathom or whatever church you end up going to. Um, but if you aren't going deep with Jesus in your church, uh, your kids are going to pick up on that. Mm -hmm. So one of the reasons why I think you ought to, it may not be a must, but you should dedicate, uh, your kids is because for you, you are committing to your own discipleship. Yeah, that's really right? good. Your progressive sanctification is going to be the most important marker on whether your kids follow Jesus or not. Um, it's not going to be on what church you pick. Mm. It's really not. It's not going to be on, um, you know, how good they are at soccer or how much. It's if you want to, to see your kids, Lord willing, uh, accept Christ, be baptized, be faithful uh, members of a church in their own right, your best bet is to do all you can 
to deepen your relationship with Christ and his church. Um, and that model that you set, uh, that's what you're committing to mm-hmm. in child dedication. So I don't think it's an ought or a must. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, as you were talking, I was thinking about Martin Luther has an essay on the family life and he says that Adam and Eve were the first priests and they were the first priests to their children. And so he says that the mother and the father are actually the first priests. Mm. I think this is very important. I mean, I worked in youth ministry for a lot of years and I will just tell you, and this is anecdotal, but I think it holds pretty broadly. And maybe Chris, you could speak to it also. If you don't think of your prime ministry as a parent, and you expect to delegate that work to youth pastors, it is not going to work. I promise you. Because your youth pastor, what, has your kids two two hours a week, maybe? And think about all the other ways that your children are being formed when they go to school or when they watch television or when they go on Instagram. Um, so I think Chris's point is a really good one. It 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 is a calling on parents to, to have a priestly role to their own children. So I think that's really important. And when it comes to questions like this, when people ask, do I have to? I wonder, is that quite the right question? Do I have to? Well, no. Uh, Luther also said, a Christian is perfectly free, a servant to no one. The gospel means you don't have to. Uh, That's basically what the gospel means. You're accepted on account of Christ's work. So do you have to? Well, no. But is it the way to life abundant? Is it the way to life in the spirit? Mm. Well, yes. Right. Mm. So uh, certainly not my intention to shame anyone or anything like this. I mean, you make this decision for your family, but uh, I do think it is the way to life abundant. One of the ways mm. we participate in the life of the spirit is to do these sorts of things. Yeah. I love how this turned into kind of a youth ministry, youth pastor. Talk. Yeah. But I, love I, it. I think you're, you're absolutely right. Um, we say for Fathom Kids, but I think it's true for our youth ministry Mm -hmm. as well, that the mission of Fathom Kids, the mission of Fathom Youth is to partner with parents to disciple their kids, Mm -hmm. right? And that's, we are not the disciplers. We're partnering with you to disciple your kids. Mm -hmm. And that's what the church promises in the child dedication. We promise, we covenant, we commit Mm -hmm. to um, partnering with you to raise those kids in the faith. And again, I just, man, I'll just beat this drum one last time and we can close this up, Kyle. But um, this means you can't come to church once a quarter. If you come, I mean, if you come, (laughs) again, I don't mean to offend people who have either dedicated or are thinking of dedicating their children. But if you dedicate your child and commit to raise them in the church, that does not mean that you raise them with loose Christian ethical moral values Mm -hmm. and never show up to church. I'm it doesn't mean that you raise them in a Judeo-Christian home where, you know, you might have a Bible on the shelf. It mm. just, it don't do it if you're not going to take it seriously. Like, don't do it if you really don't believe that a binding covenant with a local community um, isn't a high priority in your life. That might be a bit, that might be a bit soapboxy and kind of like angry, Chris, but, um, but I just don't think that's the same. You're breaking your commitment if you mm. are not... Um, meaningfully connected to a local body uh, while your children are in your home. Yeah. I mean, it may be a soapbox. That's what pastors do. Um, but when you we think call about them pulpits, though. <laughs> they're called pulpits, <laughs> that's a technical term. Uh, 
some of the biblical precedents for dedication are actually quite rigorous. So you might think of Hannah's dedication of Samuel. She prays for a son. She's barren. She's desperate. God gives her a son. And then the first thing she does is turns around and gives her son back to God. And we shouldn't miss how literally she does this in the story. When Samuel turns three, she literally takes him to live in the temple and visits him once a year. Now, we're not saying, you know, you dedicate your child to the church and leave him at They're the church. Leaving. They're not living <laughs> yeah, Don't leave They're any three-year-olds here. Yeah, yeah you so. can visit once a year. <laughs> drop them off at Sunday school and never pick them up again. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But it is an image of how seriously <laughs> Hannah believed that this child actually belongs to God. And the best thing she could do as a parent would be to release him into the care of God who gave him to her in the first place. Um, so of course, yes, don't leave your child here for three years. Um, but I think what Chris is getting at, I think it's a good point is that this is a very serious commitment. I mean, it's, it's, a, I should say this, it's a radical step of discipleship. You have anything lastly to add? I have one more question, but it, has to do more with baptism, which we're going to get next yeah, time. Let's let's, so. let's we're going to do another podcast on baptism. But um, but I, yeah, I just invite people to to prayerfully consider this. I mean, um, maybe your kid is six and you've never hmm. dedicated them. That's okay. Like I I think we've had we've had older children uh, dedicated as well. If maybe you're hearing I mean, this four and a half year old, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle is the you know mm-hmm. case example of mm-hmm. you know faithless parenting. So. Um, <laughs> Ouch. Turn off your mic. Yeah, that thing. Yeah, yeah. You you're gonna edit that. So, but yeah, I I would just invite people to to be a part of this. Uh, to be a part of um, uh, this is a call again to the church. This is a call again to uh, belonging at a much deeper level than is kind of cultural norm uh, in our society. So, golly, I think it's super important. Yeah, and with that, uh, thank you, Ryan, for being here to talk about child dedications. Glad to be here. Um. He'll be back again to talk about baptisms with our next um, episode. But thank you, church, for listening in. Again, if you are a parent and you're thinking that you do want to have your child dedicated here at Fathom, it's not too late. Uh, It's on Mother's Day, May 9th. You could email Whisper, our kids minister, at whisper at fathomchurch.org. She'll get you all scheduled and everything like that. But uh, thank you, church, for listening, and we'll catch you next time. (music) 